Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Hauk, and I'm glad that you joined me today because today we're talking to Sam Pitt. And this woman, she is a super mom. She's a nutrition coach, CrossFit coach, and just inspiring people all over the world to go after their goals. She is an inspiration showing that it doesn't matter your age, right? She didn't do any of this new fitness nutrition stuff until just five years ago, and she's completely transformed her life. I'm excited for you guys to hear her story, and today's chat is all about how to make better choices to get closer to your goals. Enjoy. Sam, I am so freaking pumped to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thanks so much. I'm just as pumped, if not more. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, guys. So Sam, can you just tell us where you were five years ago and what your life was like at that point? Oh, man. Five years ago, it certainly looked a lot different than it does today. I was still a mom of three, but um, very sedentary is probably the best word I could use. I grabbed any opportunity I could to take a nap. I was a heavy smoker, more than a pack a day. I didn't make the best food choices, that's for sure. And I certainly had a family that was starting to worry about my heart. That's kind of where I was at. I was uh, certainly not into um, physical activity or nutrition at that point. Let's just say that. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What was that breaking point like for you, Sam? Was it a conversation with your family or what made you make changes? Yeah, to be honest, it wasn't really about, a lot of people think I did get into fitness to lose weight. And actually, that wasn't the turning point. It was my my family really worried about my health. And so um, my kids hated how much I smoked, wanted me to quit all the time, did things like flush the cigarettes down the toilet, break them in half, hide them from me, all that kind of stuff. And actually, my husband actually said to me, you know, I'm okay if you smoke, but can you try to do something at least for your heart? And um, that is what kind of was the breaking point I decided to try running which is kind of funny actually that I say running it was more like jogging like from one lamppost to the next as I walked one jogged one I certainly was not in any kind of conditioned state to call it running but uh, it got me moving let's just say that Mm -hmm. and then what happened after that it's kind of again kind of a funny story because friends of my husband's would say like well she'll be able to keep up the running and the smoking so she'll give up smoking and man I loved smoking Uh, so I was I was bound and determined to not give up smoking and so I did teach myself to run using like a couch to 5k program I ran intervals so I would walk a minute run a minute walk a minute run a minute and I went into a 5k race and quite enjoyed it actually of course smoking at the finish line and then that went on to running a 10k race smoking at the finish line (laughs) that went on to actually I did a 15 then I did a half marathon and I went, went on to run full marathons, but still smoking at the finish line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yes, I was doing something for my heart, but I still wasn't making all the healthiest choices um, in terms of nutrition or, or certainly smoking isn't good for you. And where does CrossFit come into this story? <laughs> that uh, probably around there, actually. I went after doing a couple of marathons, I was kind of getting a bit stale. Actually, it was time. More than anything else, I lead a very busy life. I'm a full-time educator and mom of three boys. And running and training for all of these runs was taking so much time. Like When you get training runs up to three hours on a Sunday and uh, you're out for that much time. And then my husband was also running. He'd be out for that much time. It was a lot of time. So uh, Dan always wanted to try CrossFit. 
And it was uh, something that my cousin actually did in the States, in Texas, and he always talked about it. And a CrossFit gym came to King Carden. And to be quite honest, I wasn't really sold, but I agreed to go with Daniel to try it. And, and I realized at that point that, you know what, I felt skinny from the running, but I didn't feel strong. So I, I felt quite weak, actually. And, uh, and time was the factor. CrossFit, you could go in and out in an hour, and you knew you had a workout in an hour. So I agreed to try, and luckily there was a new gym opening in Concarton, and I've been there ever since. Mm, I love it. Now let's <laughs> tell everybody how me and you crossed paths, Sam. So what happened next? Well, let's just say that I was hook, line, and sinker into CrossFit. I, right from the beginning, loved it. I loved the competitive nature of it against yourself, the fact that you had metrics that you could try to do a workout one day and then get better at it and measure your, against yourself. I loved that. I loved the variations. I loved that you didn't know until you got there what it was you were going to do. So I was very quickly sold on it. And so for almost two years, I was going six times a week and building muscle, getting super, super strong. But the benefits of doing all that cardio and all that running quickly went away. And I started to feel like I'm strong, but you can't really tell. And you can't really see all these fabulous muscles that I've, I'm working so hard to get. And I don't really know as I'm fueling my body correctly. And a couple people at my gym had hired you as a coach. And I got really interested. I started to pay attention to what they were eating and paying attention to the fact that they were bringing post-workout snacks to the gym. And I'd look over and see somebody munching on apricots and I'd be like, oh, should I be eating something right now? And I drank double doubles. I loved them. Thought, well, I work out. That's fine. And I was just, I, I just got curious, let's say that. And so I bit the bullet and gave you a call. I, I still think that was the best choice I ever made. Aww. Yay! Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. So guys, it's amazing. I've been able to build a great relationship with Sam. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, now she has paid it forward. And that's exactly what she's doing. So I took her through the process of an amazing transformation by putting together some strong, healthy habits with her nutrition that helped get her to where she's at right now. So nutrition really was that missing piece. Nutrition was mm -hmm. the 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 thing that like was a game changer guys if you go over to sam's instagram and check out her transformation you're gonna be like what and she was exercising really hard in in both of those and sometimes when we make that adjustment to nutrition all of a sudden we get to see where those muscles have been hiding and that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened with sam so what were the starting steps when you were making changes to your nutrition what do you remember as that like starting ground for you I can remember how focused you were on behaviors. Like I never, ever felt that I was failing, even if I had made a poor choice. I love the very first steps of starting to notice where I could make minor changes and then focusing on that behavior and um, having the support of a coach there to help me through that was like none other. I loved the ability to be able to say, okay, um, if I could make a better choice here, I, I can remember quickly texting you and being like, okay, I really, I, I used to love vanilla lattes, right? And I can remember standing at Starbucks and going like, I'm going to get a grande vanilla latte and I'd send you a, a message. What do you think? And you're like, okay, um, enjoy that latte, but could you have it with almond milk? Right. I can remember you, you never said, no, don't get a latte. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to me, right from the beginning, I was like, wow, like it wasn't even in my head because anyone can tell you, I'm sure they can tell you right away, right away. Oh, if I just eat that. 
but I don't really believe that this nutrition process was ever about restriction. It was about changing behaviors. It was about making better choices and supporting me through that because you knew that I liked lattes or I liked double doubles. I never felt deprived. And the hilarious part around that is I now drink black coffee. Like mm-hmm. how, how did I get to that point? Like I, I know for a fact, one of our coach calls, I might've said to you like dream on, I'll never drink coffee black. Right. Mm-hmm. But as you, as you make a slightly better choice each time and you're supported with your coach to do that, these magical things happen. And, and I have you to thank for that. That's awesome, Sam. And I think you bring up a couple really cool points there that I want to keep on going. So let's talk about some easy habits or easy little behavioral things that you suggest for your clients when they're getting started with making changes to their nutrition. Well, I really do employ that. I I say hashtag better choices all the time. Um, And I, I find that a pretty simple behavior in the beginning to support, especially when you're starting to think about nutrition. You know, there are often things out there that are there, I feel sometimes to tempt us or to maybe not make life that easy. And one I talk about often is the staff room. You head to the staff room at work and it's inevitably somebody's birthday or somebody's celebration and there's donuts all over the table, cookies, and you feel like, oh, I decided today I was going to make all these great choices. But even in that scenario, there's usually a choice you can make that's a better choice. And so trying to encourage people to think about what is the better choice here. Like once upon a time, I would have grabbed a plate and got one of each, right? Like let's have a donut, let's have a cookie, let's have a chocolate cake. It's all here. Mm -hmm. But if you look, there's, well, A, there is usually a vegetable tray. So I know maybe you're not going to choose a vegetable tray over a donut, but you may just choose one of the sweet treats, right? And fill the rest of your plate with whatever's there as opposed to grabbing six donuts or maybe not Mm -hmm. six donuts, but one of each dessert. Yeah. And so, you know what? I've already made a better choice. Which one do you think is really going to be worth it today? Mm -hmm. So, And I think it's not feeling shameful that you had a donut. Like not allowing it being like, hey, you know what? I'm going to have a donut today. No big deal. Like look at all the awesome other decisions that I made throughout the day. It's not a big deal to have a donut. And I think if we can – get our mind to a place of like, I'm going to have one donut and then I'm going to get right back on to the other healthy habits that I'm doing throughout the day. We just have a way healthier relationship with food. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think you bring up like an amazing point with that because I think so often people just think like the only way I can get to my end goal is if I cut out this and this and this and this and this and if I only mm. drink black coffee or whatever. And that's just yeah. – that's not realistic. You got to no. go to a birthday party. You got to go out for lunch exactly. with a girlfriend. Like you got to learn how to navigate those challenging situations with strength. Yeah, a hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. And you were very, very key in that as well. Like uh, I can remember the, those initial feelings of make, thinking I'd made a poor choice and, oh, the day is shot and whatever, whatever. And I can remember you saying right back to me, your body is going to love it in your workout tonight. Like, and here we go. And sure enough, it's absolutely true. And you can't schedule those things. You're not going to be the one in the social situation that says no thank you to the birthday cake for your mom. Right. Mm. So, right. The, the reality is I like to promote a sustainable lifestyle and that that includes birthdays and celebrations with friends. Of course it does. And I would not expect you to sit in the corner and order lettuce because mm-hmm. everybody's having right. That That's not. I love what you say that it's not a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So better choices. I love that, Sam. That's a great way to put it forth. And I would say let's talk a little bit more about how to get more protein. How do you get your clients to get more protein into their diet? 
it's shocking actually how many people come and are under eating. Um, mm-hmm. it, it really does shock me. And breakfast, like who yeah. people who actually skip breakfast and the first food to hit their tummies isn't sometimes until 11, 12 o'clock. It, it's pretty shocking. And the difference that those people feel once we get a behavior of breakfast, protein in particular. I have a lot of people where their initial food for food journals um, are things like a bowl of cereal in the morning, if anything, or a piece of toast right in the morning and uh, lunchtime, a salad. And, you know, that salad, might, like a tossed salad with lots of vegetables in it and dressing. And really, they're not hitting much protein, if any, until dinner. And then that might be even just a little bit of chicken. So trying to just uh, educate people and see them feel the, their energy change as they add a little bit of protein to each meal is another behavior that I certainly focus on in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Even with breakfast, it's the energy level, right? It's oh, like yeah. If oh, you, yeah. If you have all sugar for breakfast or all carbs for breakfast, you do not have that sustained energy that's going to get you to lunch. And some people don't realize that that can be such a powerful part of protein is that you really will see that your blood sugar is nice and stable if you're pairing that with your carbs absolutely and yeah your hunger's all like all over the place like I know when your day's just all carbs and not much protein it's like you feel like you are an endless pit that can't stop eating and you don't mm-hmm. understand why right right exactly yeah exactly 100 percent mm-hmm. yeah and I would say with bringing that awareness into somebody's nutrition habits even just making the suggestion of having one scoop of protein added into their day it's something that's Mm -hmm. super easy a really easy habit especially for clients that are exercising right oh yeah absolutely yep Mm -hmm. lots of clients are they come to come to me come to you and they're training their ass off and like really really under eating in protein and and protein powder is like one of those beginning steps of this is a habit that you could easily implement right now to get more protein into your day. Mm-hmm. And hey, I was one of them coming to you. I'm, I'm, I was one of them. Not, not nowhere near the amount of protein, especially for the amount of work I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I completely understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, right now, what are your favorite tools to use with nutrition, both for yourself and for your clients? Like, do you like to use MyFitnessPal? Do you like to use a scale? Do you like to use certain recipe books? Are there certain websites? Are there any, like, go-to tools that you really like to use? I certainly use MyFitnessPal to support me in, in macros and figuring out macros for clients and for people. But my number one tool is actually Google. I have shared folders with all of my clients and I find that kind of the easiest way that we can collaborate on files, mainly because I like the collaboration tool that we can be back and forth within the same document and uh, talk about particular questions and what have you. Granted, I'm in, I'm in education and it's the tool we use at education. So in, in education, so I continue that into my nutrition as well. You are one of my, I, I, I always feel like I'm backed up by having you there. I also use Precision Nutrition's site a lot. I also you go into their archives if I've got a particular, you know, client that's in a particular situation and I'm always appealing back to you. If I have a client asking a specific question or if there's something that I don't know because I didn't hit that on my nutrition journey or it's brand new to me, I I like to say that I have a mentor, which is you. And never do you ever hesitate to give me the information I need and more and where to go find more. So that to me is like a, an amazing tool in, in my tool belt all the time. 
And I would say that for a lot of people, you can find that support wherever it is that you guys are listening from in the world, that you can find the support if you're willing to reach out. There's lots of communities online that you can reach out to uh, to get ideas, lots of different Facebook groups. You guys can always reach out to either myself or Sam if you're not sure where to get started with all of these things but I I would just say with the with the my fitness pal Sam is when you start tracking and start becoming aware of what it is that you're eating I think that is a big eye-opener for people because I think sometimes if we're not taking inventory on it it's the same thing if we're not taking inventory on where our money is going or we're not oh taking yeah inventory yeah. on where our time is going we really mm-hmm. don't realize it because a lot of people will think I'm eating really healthy why is my body body not changing and then when you revisit it you realize that like what they think is a cup really isn't right a cup, right or yeah they're eating way too much food for their current body weight and age and that kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now I'm sure you get asked this a lot Sam but let's run through a full day what does Sam eat all the way breakfast all the way to pre-workout post-workout going to bed what does a typical day look like for you <laughs> well this is also the part where people are in disbelief too um, I eat a lot <laughs> I get up in the morning and generally that is I've had to play around with this one a little bit because on a general day I coach before I go to work so that throws everything for a little bit of a loop because I get up at four in the morning which I know sounds absolutely insane but it's to do my passion so I had to play around with that one a little bit but uh, because I wasn't feeling like 4 a.m. I was ready for breakfast but I now know that I need to eat something so when I get up at 4 a.m. I generally have something like oatmeal um, half a cup of oatmeal or I'll have a rice cake with peanut butter on it or something that's just going to get me through my two hours of coaching and when I get home from that two hours I'll have that with a, with a coffee and when I get home from coaching that's when I have my breakfast um, well a favorite breakfast of mine is to make an egg McMuffin I call it but really an English muffin with um, an egg. I also put a half a cup of egg whites in that, three slices of turkey bacon. Oh, and a slice of Swiss cheese. So I make my own kind of egg muffin. That's a favorite for me. Then I get kind of till halfway through mid-morning and I'm usually starving by that point. And I always make what I like to call an emergency vegetable tray. And it's really just two cups of my favorite vegetables. So it'll be there'll be sugar snack peas in there, celery, cucumbers, red peppers, cherry tomatoes, whatever. I usually make a tray and it's got two cups of some kind of vegetable in it. So mid-morning, I'm usually chomping on something there. When lunchtime comes around, I'm having around six ounces of some kind of meat, whether it's a pork tenderloin or flank steak or chicken. And I will either mix that up with uh, two cups of vegetables or I'll make make together a spinach salad. There'll be feta cheese. There'll be lots of yummy stuff in there. And I have a sweet tooth. So when I finish my lunch, I usually have a protein ball that I, I make those at home often. I carry on for the rest of the day of my work. I might visit my emergency snack tray again, but this time I will take the pumpkin seeds or the almonds or something uh, with healthy fats and protein in it to get me through the rest of the day. On my drive home, I finish my emergency snack tray. Then it's gone. I get home. Then I'm getting ready to go to the gym. So I'll have my pre-workout snack which is usually um, a rice cake with peanut butter on it, or it's more oatmeal again. As you can see, that's the same thing I had before I went in the gym in the morning. Head to the gym, do my thing. I'm only there an hour. 
when I leave the gym, I'm drinking a protein shake on the way home and I'm eating some kind of dry fruit, whether it's apricots, mangoes, something like that, prunes too. And then I'll have um, an awesome dinner kind of within an hour and a half of that workout. And that's usually uh, my biggest meal of the day that I have then. And right now I've got sriracha chicken waiting for me and I'm super pumped (laughs) to eat that. And I'll have that with anywhere from 12 to 15 spears of asparagus and uh, half a sweet potato. I'm super pumped to eat that right now. (laughs) (laughs) So as you can imagine, it's a lot more food than people think. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're training as a high intensity athlete at the volume that you are and you have as much muscle as you, you really can do that. Right. And that's, For sure. For then sure. that's not where we started too. Right. Like, no, when you God, eat, no, God, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, that's awesome, Sam. And I'm so glad that you shared that to give people kind of a, an idea. Do not be afraid of food. Do not feel as though you have to eat like a little rabbit to no, look God, no. awesome. Like no. I eat a whack ton of food too. And people will say like, where do you put all that food? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, but yeah. your body needs it. Your body really, really does need it. Now I know that this lifestyle is something that your entire family is part of, which is super <laughs> cool to see on your it social is. media. It can is. You, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, what that looks like and how did you get everybody on board yeah I'm super I'm super super lucky um it's really strange actually being um a mother of three boys and having none none of them play hockey especially in a hockey community where we are but they don't um our three boys don't play hockey they all three do crossfit which nice. is super super awesome and so um even though Gabriel our eldest has moved away he's in um officer training at Royal Military College he still carries on with the CrossFit there obviously fitness is an important part of officer training but our other two are at the gym at the same gym as as Daniel and I and the one that I coach which is no drama fitness and we all speak the same language it's it's really cool that we're right now it's the CrossFit open and we're talking about 18.3 and what our scores were and we're pumped for our next workout. Um, we have this, it's literally the same language at home, which is really, really neat. So cool. So, so cool. Really you guys are cool. like my favorite fit family. I love seeing like, it'll be like Christmas and you'll be decked out in like workout gear and oh, doing yeah, like totally, crazy workout totally. stuff. It's it's so cool, totally. guys. Um, well, Oliver, our, Oliver, our youngest, who is eight, informed us yesterday that he's going to be the fittest man on earth. He's going to go to the games. Amazing. And uh, it's just so amazing because, you know, you do. Uh, being a teacher, you hear kids that uh, they want to be Bautista and they want to be Blue Jay and they want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf and they want to do these things. And then to hear him say, yesterday he wanted to be rich froning i just and he wanted to go to the games i just thought wow we're lucky we're really yeah. lucky yeah. yeah no that's amazing that's amazing and just the inspiration yeah it's just oozing and i love it sam it's so so good now let's just dive into crossfit and getting started with crossfit what would somebody do if they're like hey i kind of want to give crossfit a try what would you say to them sam i would suggest that they went to their local box and which is the name of a crossfit gym they're called boxes and i would suggest that you popped in and had a chat and had a well we call them a no sweat intro but a chat about what your goals are and what you'd like to do for your fitness because i can seriously say crossfit is for everybody a lot of people will say to me oh i couldn't do that crossfit thing because of my knees well if you've got a bad knee i would suggest that crossfit is for you 
because you will actually work to make that knee stronger. My dad's 71 and he is now doing CrossFit and it's just amazing to watch his mobility improve, his functional fitness improve, and really just he's got more energy, he's stronger. So absolutely anybody can, can do CrossFit. Love it. Very, very cool. And any personal bests that you've accomplished either in 18.3 or 18 point, I don't know all the numbers, but (laughs) (laughs) any like big strength accomplishments or anything like that, Sam, for you? Oh, you know, I'm always, I'm always looking to the next benchmark for me. I've mastered handstand pushups now, so I'm looking forward to seeing them coming that, that I'm hoping that they're in either 18.4 or 18.5. That's feeling good. Didn't get there on the ring muscle ups this year, but, uh, I guarantee you I'll have them next year. So (laughs) always something to work towards. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So cool. Um, (laughs) Any other big goals that you're chasing after either in your business or as a mom or as an athlete? You know, if I can just make a difference in one person's life. Every, every time I hear that somebody went into the gym because they saw my Instagram profile or they made a healthier choice because they thought I might like, they might like to tell me about it or they share something with me because they saw me do it. It just literally, that is absolutely why I do it every day. That is why I get up and that is why for everybody, because if, if anyone makes one little better choice because of something they saw me try and hell, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. So it just feeds me. How does it feel to be an inspiration to so many people, Sam? It's actually overwhelming sometimes. Sometimes I, I, I actually don't quite believe it because uh, I'm sure you know as well that sometimes being out there on social media, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a daring thing to do. And sometimes it does bring people that don't love it so much, right? And so I'm always trying to live on that positive side and the people that I motivate and it, it doesn't, it never ceases to amaze me. I'll get personal messages all day long of, you know, somebody today even said, I wonder what I'll look like when I'm older. So she said, uh, if I carried on with CrossFit, and then I thought, I wonder how old Sam Knitter is. And then I saw your post today and I was like, wow, (laughs) So this is some stranger from the other side of the world that, you know, sends me a random message. So those things keep me pumped and keep me motivated to continue to do it. It it still shocks me to this day how how, how many people are motivated just by, by my success. That's amazing. And I don't know if we told everybody how old you are, Sam. So how old are you? (laughs) I don't know. I'm 43. So yeah, cool. crazy, crazy. So, so, cool. so it's never, I, I love to say that it's never too late. It's never too late. And you didn't do any of this till you were 38, which is that's right. Amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Decades of living in like a totally different life, really. Totally different life. Yeah. Totally different life. Yeah. In fact, Daniel would, would be with uh, other friends where like Daniel has, my husband has always um, been into fitness, whether it be in the basement gym or running or what have you, but I was never a part of that. It was, I was always at home taking a nap or just, just not a part of that at all. Well, that's kind of where my Instagram handle comes from. I'm a knitter. <laughs> not, that, not that I've given that up. I still knit, but uh, mm-hmm. certainly not as much as I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you brought up something there that I want to dive a little deeper into, Sam. So you brought up about the negativity or maybe people that don't understand what it is that you do. So how do you handle that? 
Actually, I used to take it to heart. I really used to take it to heart and be quite upset around it. But I'm I'm learned to get over that, and I've learned to actually take the, that kind of thing as a positive and and help um, myself and my students and my children, because um, you know the the ideas around social media it's it's pretty unreal how uh, brave people can be behind a screen. And by delving in myself and being an, an active person on social media, it's given me tools to support uh, the students students in our education system and my own children, because being aware of, of what you might see, I would really have never have dreamed it unless I, unless I were actively a part of that. I'm, I'm thankful that I delved in and, and I'm aware of what happens on social media. What are some of the things people say to you, Sam, that are on the negative spectrum? Oh, I get <laughs> um, you're Yeah, but you're still ugly. I've had those kind of comments, which, you know, and that's obviously somebody who doesn't whatever. <laughs> I'm not really yeah. sure what, to, what, what get, to say to that. <laughs> yeah, I get oh. it. You look like a man. I'm like, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, I've got like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you look yeah, gross. Yeah, it's unattractive. Yeah. yeah. Those, about, those kind of muscles on a woman are gross. I yeah, get that or, kind of thing. Or how about just loving yourself um, as you are instead of trying to change your body or... Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that too. Yeah, there's a just sort of strange, the strangest kind of things that, um, oh, you must starve yourself. I get that yeah. one a lot too. Yeah. 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 And I think just for me personally, I've just come to accept that it has nothing to do with me when somebody says something like that. Yes, mm-hmm. it's you that they're directing it at. But anytime anybody comes at you and has these negative opinions or has negative judgments or is just showing up and telling you how they feel about you has nothing to do with you. It always no, has exactly. to do with always has to do with them. And I would also just say that social media allows for you to block and delete people. I've had lots of people that I've been like, you know what? I just don't need your energy in my life. Block and delete. Exactly. Just, yeah. just not have it show up anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. That is good. Sam, so I know we can find you on Instagram. Where else do you hang out? Are there other places that people can connect with you online? I work for No Drama Fitness. So um, certainly the website, uh, nodramafitness.ca. Email is also a way. Samnitter at gmail.com is a way of getting a hold of me. I am on Facebook as Samantha Ford Pitt. I'm not as active a, a Facebook user as I am on Instagram. So uh, Instagram is really the best place to get me through DM. Mm-hmm. Just as the final question that I have here, Sam, I end the podcast in the same way every single time. How would you like to be remembered? I would love to be remembered as the person that inspired people to make better choices, healthier choices, and become fit no matter the age. Love it. Love it. So great. Now, I know you have a delicious dinner waiting for you, and I don't want to keep you any longer, Sam. So I just want to wrap up today's episode by saying I am so grateful for the amazing work that you're doing in this world. And I know that sometimes we don't believe that we can really, really make a massive difference in so many people's life, but you are a true testimony of it. And I can't even tell you how many people that have come to me saying, hey, like, I know Sam. And they either they actually know you or they've just seen you on social media and been like, oh my God, this woman is absolutely amazing. So know that you are making a difference. Know that there are a lot of people who need you in your life or in their life. So keep on doing your thing, girl. Ah, you're making me cry. Thank you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, I wish I could give you a big hug. I do too. uh, 
again, I thank you and I hope you have a great evening. We shall chat someday soon, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Ange. All right. Thanks for coming on. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I just love that woman. What a great conversation. And I really do hope that you guys head on over to her Instagram and give her a follow and connect with her because she's a sweet woman, super inspirational, and is just really sharing great information on how you guys can be successful as well. So that's it for another episode, guys. If you've been following on Instagram, I'm getting pretty close to my upcoming fitness competition, currently sitting at six weeks out. So Thank you for all of you who are reaching out and sending positive and encouraging messages. I want you to know that it does not go unnoticed. It is so, so appreciated. And I really hope to make you guys proud in six weeks' time. Like always, if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes. Give us a review. Give us a rating because that's really how more people can discover this content. And that's really how we can have a greater impact. So if you like it, take a couple minutes, head on over there and let me know what you think. We'll catch you next week, guys. Thanks for joining me. Bye.